when I originally sat down to do this podcast, I had the following show title. Seattle disease hits Texas, Pennsylvania, and Minnesota. And it's true. That's an accurate title. And then I took a break between recording hour one today and hour two. And I remembered something that God is in charge of the universe. And he's taught us some things like praying for our enemies, man, that opened up a different way of thinking about this. This is a tweet from Bill Crystal. We have two parties. One is anti-democracy, anti-truth, and anti-rule of law. The other is sometimes inept and foolish with some fringe liberal elements, but basically committed to the institutions and norms of liberal democracy in a free society. It's not a tough choice. That's a terrified man. But more importantly, that's a blind man. That's someone beaten into terror and blindness. See, a kid being abused by both parents will do anything to hold on to the love of parenting, of their parents. We have to believe we're loved by our parents to be mentally okay. Washington, D.C. is Bill Crystal's parents. It is his family. It is his life. The institutions define him. He has to convince himself of this. And this is a guy I'm absolutely just beginning to adore. His name is Neil Oliver, BBC Sky. It's hard to think the unthinkable, but there comes a time when there's nothing else for it. People raised to trust the powers that be who have assumed, like I once did, that the state, regardless of its political flavor at any given moment, is essentially benevolent and well-meaning, will naturally try and keep that assumption of benevolence in mind when trying to make sense of what's going on around them. Bill Crystal is a child who doesn't know he's being abused. Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Kind of a weird partner announcement this week. Well, it's not weird, it's just unique. A friend of mine is delivering a speech on the coming catastrophe, the attack on free enterprise, but from a very unique perspective. He is a retired senior sergeant and Green Beret. His name is Joel Stewart, and Joel is going to speak about uh, the mindset of survival. And he's a guy who knows this because uh, for a long time, he's taught our soldiers how to survive in the worst of times when the airplane went down or you're trapped behind enemy lines and they're coming for you and you need to survive, evade, resist, escape. And he's going to share part of his life. And he's a very humble man. It's going to be interesting to see him speak because he's so humble. Uh, but he's going to line that up with how we in this society, particularly business owners, how we show our, our, our employees and customers that we're okay and that we plan. So you can learn about this at the ToddHermanShow.com. I'm saying that because I'm introducing Joel. And it's a speech coming up September 8th uh, in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I have purchased a table for the podcast and the first six people to get in and register for that, you're going to sit with me at the table of the podcast and hopefully you'll get a chance to meet Joel. So there it is. It's a partner announcement uh, for the week. Yeah, Bill Crystal. Bill Crystal reminds me of, number one, a, something my wife said about a year ago when we were watching the, the divorce in, in conservative media. And there is a divorce. Uh, the divorce in conservative media are people who are media people first. And some of them are activists a little bit, but many of them are just media people. And their, their desire is fame and money and influence. And that's okay. I mean, if they, if they have good ideas and that's the driving force, that's what animates them to do good work. Well, great. Uh, there are other people who in the wake of Donald Trump reverted to liberalism. 
And some of them embraced liberalism for the first time. And it was a fascinating phenomenon to behold. And one of the things my wife said is, Todd, you got to understand these people just, they love the institutions. They believe in the institutions. They can't see the rot of the institutions. And she was right. It's absolutely correct. Now, I don't have any enthusiasm to defend the Bill Crystal or uh, a Liz Cheney. I have enthusiasm to serve the word of God and what to serve God through his word. And as such, I try to have the ability to truly pray for enemies. I think Liz Cheney is an enemy. I think Bill Crystal is a tool of the enemy. I think he's been captured. But it's that heart of compassion that allows us to learn, I think, in different ways what's actually going on with people and then have different approaches to this. So Bill Crystal is a guy who's become unable to see what goes on in his own city. And yes, I liken this to a child in a very abusive home. It's all they've ever known. Mom and dad fight. Dad gets drunk. If dad gets drunk, um, the kid is predetermined to get in and get in the dad's face or do something annoying so the dad beats him and not mom. And there's a lot of kids who grow up and that's natural. Oh my gosh, dad's drunk. Um, I got to get him to hit me. Otherwise, I'd go after my mom. That's one dynamic. And there's countless dynamics like this. Countless where you have one of the, you know, the abusive parent in the home and people just kowtow to the abuser. And the the abuser's on the way home and the other parents said, okay, mom's going to be here. Let's make sure we're extra, extra nice. And let's make sure things are extra clean. And, and it's all about, and you know, it doesn't matter because you know, the blow up's coming because it always comes, but you want to lessen it. You want to decrease uh, the, the rage. That's what they know. That's home. We drive up to our houses and we have the varying degrees of comfort. Some of us drive into our houses and we drive up and this is home sweet home. Um, this is the place of pure respite. This is the place of pure peace. I'm sure there's, there's problems and there's challenges. Everybody has those. Other people drive up to their home and they're in a state of stress. You know, we went through a period of time that was very tough for us as a family. And it was, you know, driving driving home was a period of stress. I'm thinking about the time of when, when my dad and mom were divorced. Driving out to my dad's house was often a traumatic experience. Because his wife at the time was chaotic. And really chaotic. And so sometimes driving up to that house as kids was monumentally stressful. And it was what we knew. If you would have asked me at the time, hey, is, is, is everything okay? I probably would have said no, but I didn't understand how not okay it was. But I had a model of a, another home where that sort of chaos, sort of chaos didn't rule. But when it comes about by degrees, and that's what's happened to Bill Crystal. It was coming about by degrees. And then Donald Trump came in and really this goes down to a personality thing with Bill Crystal that he had never seen his home. Washington, D.C. is his home. The Republican Party is his father. And Bill Crystal's influence was he was part of a family and he was a respected part of the family. And I can say this because I watched Bill Crystal when I first went to uh, Washington, D.C., I was having breakfast at this place called the Capitol Hill Club. And this, wow, that's Bill Crystal. And it's attached to the RNC and, and we got these special privileges there, whatever. And I needed to have some breakfast after the gym. I went in, I was eating and there's Bill Crystal and he's in line. Bill Crystal having breakfast here. And I went down and sat down with my friend and go, wow, Bill Crystal's here. He goes, oh yeah, those guys are here all the time. You'll see all those guys here. And Bill Crystal had people come and join his table and walk by and say, oh, good morning, Bill. Good morning. I read your column. And, and he had that going for him. That was his family. And into town comes a guy like, like, like Donald Trump, who doesn't care about the institutions. He cares about the country. For all of Trump's faults, and they are a legion and many, as are mine and yours, Trump cares about the country. I don't think that, I, I don't think that's a pose. 
it's far too consistent and far too long standing with him. And the country is not the institutions. And in a mind of a guy like Bill Crystal, the country is in fact the institutions. The country stands on the strength of the institutions. When in fact the country is something else. The country is a country that has existed this long and thrived this long because we have a governing system that was designed, in my judgment, with great inspiration from God Almighty. And that inspiration begot a world, a country, where there's respect for the ability to act out your faith in daily life. That's number one. Number two, a recognition that there are limits to government power because God exists. Those are the limits. Right There's a limit to how long you can hold your breath, and that's God-designed as well. And yes, you can stretch those limits. You can become a deep-sea diver, a free diver. You can stretch those limits, but eventually your lungs blow up. Eventually, you have to breathe. There's limits on how high we can jump. You can, you can have a 700-pound a squat and run a five-minute mile. That's possible. You're probably not going to have a 2,000-pound squat and run a five-minute mile. Probably not possible because there's these physical limits. God imposed physical limits. And in the case of governance, there has been this God imposed limits on what government can do to people because our founders got together and said, these things belong to God, not, not to man. We've seen what happens when we have God men. And this is what the king was. The king became a God man. I mean, in England, the king invented his own church because he wanted a different wife. He wanted to get a divorce and the church said, no, you don't have grounds for a divorce. He said, oh, well, then I'll start a new church because I'm a God man. And you have the Church of England, an utterly, utterly corrupt institution. So in looking at this and going through the show today, the, the, it is true that the Seattle disease has, is being spread. It's not, it's, not, it, it's not passively spreading, it's being spread. And as we go through this, I'm going to try to, to have this compassion at the center of discussion for Bill Crystal, And I'm thinking of Bill Crystal, who suddenly spent some time looking at this home he's always had and understanding it's at risk. And understanding that he may lose everything he's ever known. Everything that ever made Bill Crystal important may be gone. And so he's going to hold on to it with lies, but the lies he tells himself it's lies that Liz Cheney tells herself. She tells herself the same lie. You told me a little over a year ago uh, that you didn't think Donald Trump could win the Republican nomination again. You said there are millions and millions of Republicans that wouldn't let that happen. Do you, do you still believe that? Yeah, I think, I think we have to make sure that he is not our nominee. Mm -hmm. uh, I do believe that there's, there are millions of Republicans out there, independents and Democrats as well. And I think that... You know, I believe in Republican policies. I believe, if you think about where the country needs to go, what's best for our nation. I believe in a strong national defense. Certainly today, more than ever, uh, we need that to confront the threats we face. I believe in low taxes. I believe in limited government. Uh, I believe the family should be the center of our lives and our communities. Those are traditional Republican values, and I believe that's what we need going into the future. We have no chance at winning elections if we are in a position where our party has uh, abandoned principle and abandoned value and abandoned fundamental fidelity to the Constitution in order to embrace a cult of personality. And I think that's really dangerous for a whole bunch of reasons. Okay, so she talks about a cult of personality and we talked a little bit about this last hour, but I wanna look at this from a different perspective. She has a cult of institutions. This is, she is Bill Crystal and Bill Crystal is Liz Cheney. They are the same person. They have been raised suckling at the same teat. They have been protected and their importance magnified by the same institutions. These are the things they know that have fed them their whole life, that have provided them emotional comfort, that have provided them importance, that have provided them a sense, a definition of self. I am Liz Cheney, Dick Cheney's daughter. I am a political person. I am Bill Crystal. I talk to the people in the institutions and I take a little bit of a side. And my little bit of a side is um, 
I, I like a little lighter on the taxes and a little bit more control. That's it. And Donald Trump comes to town and Donald Trump saw the things that you and I saw. And I didn't get it the first time around. I certainly got it the second time around. Trump saw the rot. And how he sees this, given the world in which he has lived, that is New York real estate, which is a very corrupt business. It's, it's, it's wildly corrupt. How he sees this in D.C. and is able to still see it, to me, that's miraculous. That he can actually smell it. Because most people who've lived in corruption cannot smell it. So for Trump, it's not his home. The definition of Trump, Trump's definition of himself, I don't know. But it's certainly not an institution. Trump, I think, believes very much in his own greatness. And I think he believes very much in his own, lar- in his own, his own largeness. His own self-importance. And therefore, he has a sense of self-defined outside of these institutions. And part of that is being an entrepreneur because you start businesses, some succeed wildly, some fail, some flop. And so if you don't have a definition of self and a sense of self that is outside of the things you build, you're going to collapse as a human being. You can't have multiple businesses like Trump has had and have some just absolutely just just smack the wall and disappear in flames. And then turn around the next day and say, hey, let's start something new. But Trump does that because it's wired into him this sense of Donald Trump. The sense of Liz Cheney and the sense of Bill Kristol is all about these institutions. So they would rather have the institutions continue in sickness and in depravity than to see the institutions changed. So when a kid is in a home and that that home is wildly abusive and CPS shows up, and I know this because my dad was a social worker most of his life and because when I worked in the government schools, I had interactions with CPS only on a last last chance, last, last hope for the kid basis. So this is a kid who's being raped night after night after night after night from a, by a stepbrother who just got out of prison, but the stepbrother pays the bills. That's an, that's an instance where I called CPS. And I wasn't the only one. And when CPS comes in and they announce that the kid is going to have to leave, it is, I am unaware of a case where the kid says, yes! Finally, I'm getting out. Finally, I'm going to go to some place where hopefully I'm not going to be abused. I don't know that that's ever happened. Even though the abuse is profound and perverse. Even though the CPS worker is a stranger and smells odd and looks odd and you don't actually know what's the, wait, where am I going to go? What family am I going to go to? Yeah, that's scary. And so the, the, they, they want to hold and grip the family situation they've had, even in its sickness, they want to do that. And so the kids will say, no, no, it's not that bad. I, I want to say, they'll, they'll scream and they'll cry and they'll hide. And it's utterly heartbreaking. And you're in this terrible, terrible spot as a, uh, as a social worker or a CPS worker, knowing how, how utterly terrifying this must be. The only thing you've ever known. That's Bill Crystal and Liz Cheney. And if you want to put Trump in the category of the CPS worker, well, okay. We can carry out the metaphor to torture it a bit. But when Crystal convinces himself in this tweet that the Republican Party is anti-democracy, anti-truth, anti-rule of law, that's the Republican Party. It is very much like going to a kid And the kid says, why did you take me out of my house? Why did you take my mom and dad away from me? Why did you do that? And you can say to them, because I'm worried about you because you have broken arm. And you said your dad broke your arm. And because you haven't eaten in three weeks. And when we got to your house, I don't think you'd had a bath in, in, in months. And your little sister had lice all over her hair and you don't because they shaved your head. And that little boy can say, my mom and dad love me. It's very similar. The Republican Party is anti-democracy, but it's the Democrats who want to do away with the Electoral College. Bill Crystal's thinking. 
the Republican Party is anti-democracy, but it is the Democrats who are flooding the country with illegal immigrants with every intention of turning them into voters. It's the, it's the Democrat Party that doesn't want to check voter ID. It's the Democrat Party that doesn't want signatures to match. It's the Democrat Party that wants year-round voting for elections that are supposedly occurring on one day. Anti-truth. It's the Democrat Party screaming at the top of their lungs that men are women and women are men. That's largely the Democrat Party. Well, Mitch McConnell ignores that because Mitch is just like Bill Kristol, but Mitch is a parent in this system. He's one of the abusing parent, abusive, abusive parents. The Republican Party is anti-rule of law, but it is the Democrat Party who is destroying America's cities. It's the Democrat Party that is spreading the Seattle disease. And there we begin this comparison of the ultimate abusive home, Seattle, and the way this is being spread, that parenting method, because to people of the left, government is mom and dad. To Bill Crystal, the institutions are everything that defines him. He and Liz Cheney and Mitt Romney. And you will not believe what the one of the dictators of Washington State is doing. I hope you saw the picture of young Alan wearing the, uh, the Todd Herman show shirt. It, it gives me no end of joy uh, to help this company and, and help them. Yeah. Sell soap is primarily the need because that's at the core of the mission was to give young Alan work and work he can do given the limits that God has imposed upon young Alan and God has imposed limits. You know, we were talking about the, the limits God imposes on us. And that our founders were so wise to recognize in our system that, yes, that God exists. Therefore, we don't get to do certain things to people as government. Well, God has imposed some limits or allowed them to exist upon Alan. Alan can't form full sentences, but Alan invents soaps. Alan has structural health concerns that are going to lead to a lifetime of medical intervention. And Alan has joy. And Alan's dad has said, my son, yes, he has limits and he's going to work. There's things he can't do, and he has these crazy good talents. You have an opportunity to have the soap in your home that's designed by a kid so high up on the autism spectrum. Like I said, he can't form full sentences, but man, he can tell what he's thinking. It's remarkable. So when I see him in the Todd Herman Show shirt, it reminds me of this promise we made early on that as the podcast grew, we would help companies like this grow. I encourage you to try every single cent of soap, and you can do that at 10% off. Once you land on the soaps you love, get the Todd Herman Show subscription. It's called the Hermanator Sub. This is so very, very easy to do. Just go to alansoaps.com slash Todd, A-L-A-N-S soaps.com slash Todd. My personal favorite, Cedarwood Jasmine followed by Vanilla Lime. The new stuff, Lilac Applewoods, Knockdown, favorite with my family. So it's allensoaps.com. Try every scent. Try the ones at least that appeal to you. I guess if you don't like vanilla, don't do that. Once you land on the ones you love, get it on a subscription plan. It's allensoaps.com slash Todd. So they're spreading the Seattle disease now via courts. There is a guy in the separate country of Washington who I have trouble having compassion for. And I have trouble not hating. I, I truly have trouble not hating this man. He is utterly corrupt. He is dangerous. And in my judgment, he has no redeeming qualities. His name is Bob Ferguson. He is, he gets to call himself the attorney general there. And he's suing the state of Idaho. He and a bunch of other political AGs have gotten together to sue the state of Idaho because in my state, with our elected legislature and our somewhat squishy governor, Brad Little, who's a squish, Brad Little was kind of cornered into signing an abortion law. And it's a pretty, it's a pretty stout law. So we, as a sovereign state, with citizens who get to vote our conscience, 
who get to take advantage of and work within a system defined by our founders with limits placed upon it by their belief in God Almighty. And I think it's God inspired. We've passed a law applicable to the state of Idaho and citizens here and people living in the state of Idaho. That's that's applicable. Bob Ferguson has taken upon himself to gather with a bunch of his thugged up friends and to sue the voters. He's not suing the state of Idaho. He's not suing Brad Little. He's suing us. You take a state like that, a separate country like that. You have a state with the record high murders. In fact, my friend Julie Barrett, who does the uh, social media for us, conservative ladies of Washington points out, and she didn't have to work hard for this. She just went, she just went online. Three days, three shootings, three deaths. Everett's home invasion on 819, a wife and a mother dead with gunshot wounds. 820, Granite Falls, 27-year-old male, dead, gunshot wound. 821, a male deceased, gunshot wounds. And you could do this anytime. You ever want to entertain yourself with the grim reality of an abusive home in Seattle? With all the institutions. Remember this, Bill Crystal loves the institutions. Well, this is a state AG. That's an institution, baby. You want to amuse yourself? Go to your phone sometime and search the phrase Seattle News on Google. And if you get the results, like I get the results, it's shooting, 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 shooting. But they've got the institutions. And Bill Crystal says that Bill Crystal says by comparison, they're pro rule of law. Bill Crystal says they're pro truth. Bill Crystal says they're pro democracy. So this thugged up AG decides to sue the state of Idaho. His claim is that by us putting restrictions on abortion, that people are going to rush over to Washington state to get abortions. And they may well, you know what? You could solve that. You could simply say, hey, we don't, we don't allow you to come in here if you're from another state. Or if you come from another state, you need to find a different way to pay. You could simply do that. Secondly, what we do here is not particularly your business unless you'd like to get into this. And then you know what we could do? We could talk about the fact that the urine washing down the streets in Seattle, the urine that is filled with heroin goes into the water supply, a water supply we share. It goes into a sea we share. We could go into the fact that you guys got stolen almost a billion dollars in federal tax monies. And then you found 500 million of it in an all likelihood that was an inside job. We could go into that. We could go into the fact that our federal dollars are forced, are, are forced to be used within your state to support drug cartels and sex trafficking cartels. We could go after you for that. We could go after you for the resources spent from Medicare and Medicaid because you refuse to take people off the streets who are rapists and robbers and killers and abusers and cartel members and sex traffickers. We could do that. And maybe we should. Maybe this is just the next phase of the Civil War because we're in a Civil War. Maybe this is the next phase. It's states suing states. But what's so remarkable about this is this is the same AG who celebrated when the Supreme Court told the state of Texas, oh, you can't sue other states. Remember this? The state of Texas came along and said, wait, we all have one constitution. The Constitution says that in elections for federal office, the state legislatures will decide how the elections are carried out, not the secretaries of state, not Mark Zuckerberg, not Hollywood, not non-governmental organizations, the state legislatures. They sued and said, hey, this is an election for national office. These states cheated. And John Roberts Supreme Court said, no, they didn't. And if they did, we can't do anything about it. And Bob Ferguson celebrated that. But Bill Crystal would look at that and say, wait, you're attacking an institution. No, I'm not. I'm attacking the use of an institution by a thug. I attack the use of an institution by a thug named Chris Ray. I attack the use of an organization, an institution, not that the CDC is an institution. It's an organization. I attack that by a thuggish man named Anthony Fauci. And it's self-evident that this stuff is manifesting as evil and that there's got to be evil intent behind it. Here's another example. This is from my former colleague, Jason Rance, who is, Jason and I used to disagree on this. 
JC News to tell me, you don't know that people are trying to destroy this, the, the city on purpose. You don't know that. And I would say, yeah, actually, I do know it. I know it. Well, no, but you don't. You're reading into their motives. Jason now is of the opinion that, yes, crime is bad in Seattle because people want crime to be bad in Seattle. And I'm glad that Jason has joined me in that. I'm sure there's other things we disagree on, but let me tell you what's happening in this. Simply a woman walks into her apartment, late May, walks into her apartment, building the lobby, hits up the elevator, gets in, and meanwhile, there is a guy trying to bang in through the doors. He ultimately bakes, gets into the door, he walks into the elevator, and he beats her, seriously beats her and kicks her, sucker punches her to the floor, beats the garbage out of her, kicks her, and then walks out. Why did he do it? Because he's insane. How did he get away with it? Because I guarantee it will turn out that guy has, when they catch him, it will turn out that this guy has multiple priors. There's cases where they've let teenagers who are now responsible for the deaths, murders of people let out who were caught dealing fentanyl illegally. And it is it is an everyday event in the separate country of Seattle and the separate country of Washington state that these things happen. But you have Bill Crystal looking at this saying, wait, you're attacking the institutions. No, I'm attacking the use of the institutions. That same theory, that same idea, the same notions that informed allowing these people to roam the streets in Seattle is at the heart of what the Democrat Party has become. This is John Fetterman who is running against Mehmet Oz, the worst possible Senate race in the country. Mehmet Oz doesn't live in Pennsylvania. He lives in New Jersey. He's a grifter. He believes in chemically and surgically um, mutilating children. He has dual citizenship with the country of Turkey. Somehow he's the nominee in Pennsylvania and he's running against this guy, John Fetterman. If you know the separate country of Seattle, you know that all these ideas are Seattle-based. They're being pushed across the country and it's being done through the institutions. It's being done through the CDC. The CDC sponsors the decriminalization of heroin. The World Health Organization sponsors it. The American Bar Association is sponsoring the elimination of bail because racism. The American Bar Association sponsors so much of what's happening with these with the refusal to prosecute crimes. But the institutions are at risk because Trump says mean things and sometimes tweets them. I think it's important that we as a society have all the options on the table, including uh, uh, needle exchange, which is only technically legal in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, and even safe injection sites that are being considered, like, say, in Philadelphia. I'll never forget the meeting that I had at, down at the DSCC where they you know, evaluate you and your campaign and your candidacy. And one of the things that I kept talking about was the opioid crisis. And they were just like, wait a second, what are you talking about? Like, you want to legalize heroin? I think it's important. They do want to legalize heroin. They've done it in the separate country of Seattle. The institutions did it. But Bill Crystal is convinced that the Democrat Party is the solid good bet. He says it's not even close because they're pro-rule of law, they're pro-truth, they're pro-democracy as one of their superstars sues the state of Idaho in order to export more of the Seattle disease across the country. Can you see how understanding him as an abused man, he is, that's exactly what Bill Crystal is. He's an abused man. He can't recognize that he's been abused. It really is fun to see the um, Bone Frog brand spread. Two indicators of that this weekend. A friend of mine sent me a picture of himself in a Bone Frog hat. And incidentally, uh, just a note to Tim Cruikshank. The 25-year Navy veteran and Navy SEAL, the founder. Brother, I don't have that hat. <laughs> How is it that, that my friend has the hat? I don't have the hat. That's, I mean, just because we're helping you build the business. I, I, th- I, I think I deserve the hat. I'd like to have the hat. 
And yet now I'm coveting. The other was a total shock, total surprise. Uh, I was in the gym on Saturday. Yeah, I know. I'm always in the gym. That's if I'm not with the family, I'm in the gym. And I was in the gym on Saturday and was kind of wrapping up and cooling down. And a guy walked in and he's wearing a bone frog coffee hat. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this, this can't be related to me. This has to be that the brand has spread and I'm cooling down and stretching out. And a guy that I know came into the gym and we were having a conversation and we were talking about some of the equipment and there's this little, this drama at the gym because one part of the gym continues to steal our bumper plates. I won't, I won't abuse you with, with gym talk, but this other guy came over and goes, yeah, I noticed that. And we're trying to, and then he looked at me, he goes, Mr. Herman. I said, no, no, it's Todd. Please don't call me Mr. Herman. He goes, oh my gosh, you're here? I said, yeah, no, I, I work out here. It's a pleasure to meet you. What's your name? It turned out his name is Ronald. And he started the Bone Frog this, the day that they moved to Spokane. He and his family relocated to Spokane. They couldn't quite make it over to Idaho. They're both in law enforcement, so they have to live in the state which they work. Although I got to tell you something, there's so many cops from the state of Washington that live in Idaho. I'm not going to out them. I'm not going to get them in trouble, but there's so many of them. And I know because I know, okay. So the bone frog brand is spreading and it comes down to the coffee. It comes down to does the coffee convince in each of these cases, it was a sampling in each of these cases, it was trying it in each of these cases. The conversion is yeah, the coffee's better. You can get K cup. You can get espresso. You can get French press blends or creations try all of the flavors oh, they're not flavored coffees try all of the roasts settle down on the one you like and then when you sign up go to bonefrog.us and you'll get five percent lifetime discount that's bonefrog.us and pop us a note let us know that you're on the frog in fact when you subscribe let tim know that you want the cool hat todd's friend got it's bonefrog.us John Fetterman in uh, Pennsylvania is not done. I think it's important that we as a society have all the options on the table, including uh, uh, needle exchange. And he's not done with that. John Fetterman is also part of the gang that believes that we need to sexualize children. He's part of the gang that believes that we need to have critical race theory in the school. Let's go right back up to Bill Crystal and what scares Bill Crystal. We have two parties. One is anti-democracy, anti-truth, and anti-rule of law. The other is sometimes inept and foolish with some fringe liberal elements, but basically committed to the institutions and norms of liberal democracy in a free society. It's not a tough choice. All right, so what part is the separation of families psychologically? What part of that fits in? Is that, is that pro-truth? Is that basically the, the norms of a liberal democracy? Is convincing kids to have sex with each other at the age of seven, is that sort of a, is that, is that the liberal democracy part? Is that basically committed to norms? Bill Crystal can't see it. He can't relate. Because he's abused. Because he's terrified. He's seeing the things that define Bill Crystal at risk. He can't believe it. So go back to the kid metaphor. I can remember, and I'll never forget, there was a boy in our school, and there were two brothers, Tim and Matt, and everybody who knew, knew that Tim and Matt faced huge abuse at home. Tim and Matt were, <sighs> Matt dealt with it better than Tim. Tim showed all the signs because he was beaten down. He was downtrodden. He was de depressed. He was anxious. He was malnourished. Matt went the other way. Matt was a, Matt was tough crack you upside the noggin for looking at him sideways. He was in sports. Somehow he was better nourished. They've dealt with it very differently. They had different moms. Maybe that was part of it. But everybody knew the house they lived in was absolutely nuts. And one day, some guy said to Matt, well, at least I have a decent dad. And Matt destroyed that kid physically in about 40 seconds. It was the worst beating I'd ever seen put on a kid. And I remember talking to my dad about that saying, how everybody knows dad, everybody knows his dad beats the garbage out of him. His dad starves him and whips him with belts. 
My father said, that's his dad. That's his dad. Bill Crystal has convinced himself that these are all loving acts. And the Seattle disease is being spread. This is, uh, this is another instance outside of Seattle. This is a video of a woman simply walking the streets in New York. Just not, not, not a street walker. That's the, not the right way to say it. She's simply walking around. She's shopping. She's, a, she's you know, a compliance citizen of the CDC. She's got her woke mask on. And a guy comes up and he delivers a left hook and he knocks her out. I mean, he smacks her so hard. She's out cold. Thank the, thank the Lord. She, when she fell, she actually fell sitting up against a post and she was unconscious, done. And he starts screaming, why are you hitting me? Why are you hitting me? And this is what a woman with the Young Turks who she's, she's a so-called progressive. This is what she wrote. This is a man who was arrested 41 times after this incident. He was released and went on to send a subway worker to the hospital with a broken collarbone. But according to the crime reporter, this crime reporter, the man committing the assaults and breaking bones is the real victim. This is Seattle thinking. That is Seattle thinking. And she's talking about a piece written by a fellow so-called progressive. None of them are progressive. It's all regressive. This is a woman named Tanya Janava. And she does tear into Anna saying, where's this guy going to get $5,000 for bail? That's her concern. He doesn't have $5,000 for bail. He'll be in Rikers prison for a long time. Yes, he will. But the institutions have released him. 41 times, arrested 41 times, and the institutions have released him. And the institutions will continue to release him. And this goes back to the abusive parenting of Seattle, but it goes back to something else. In cities like New York, in D.C., in San Francisco, and Portland, people have a master. Their master is money. Their master is sex. Their master is worldly achievement. Their master is wealth and fun and amusement and entertainment. These are their masters. And it all comes down to satisfying self. It all comes down to feeling good. Not being righteous, not being godly, not being close to God, not living in active compassion for others, but it comes down to self-fulfillment. What restaurants can I walk to? What amusements can I have? What toys can I purchase? And what forms of virtue signaling can I employ to convince myself that I am the good one? Bill Crystal, Liz Cheney. More serious than virtue signaling in that they have an effect on the country, but it's the same exact dynamic. The Seattle mindset is being distributed. Through the institutions that Bill Crystal holds dear. The CDC, pro drug legalization. The CDC, pro chemically and surgically mutilating children. The CDC, pro teaching of sex to young kids. All of the institutions, the Department of Education, the same. The FBI, ignoring. The cartels that I can drive you to. All I need to do is put in a couple of calls to a couple of cops in Seattle and say, hey, can I do a ride along with you? Could you show me where the Russian cartels are set up? Sure. Could you show me where the Hondurans work? Yeah, sure. I'll show you where the Honduran cartels are set up. Hey, I want to see active, I want to see active sex trafficking. Can you take me to a place? Sure. Yeah. Come on over. Take, take me 15 minutes. The FBI ignores all of that. And that's an institution. And Bill Crystal says it's the institutions that define us. Or he doesn't say that, but that's at the center of who Bill Crystal is. Here's another example. This is in the state of Texas. 
in the state of Texas, and, and God bless Representative Jared Patterson for sharing this, in a now deleted tweet, libraries promote a sexually explicit book. I profiled this spring and formally challenged earlier this week. This, the, the book should never make it into a child's hands. But guys, this is Plano, McKinney, Little Elm, Frisco, Texas, where this book is at. And there's a link to it in the show sheets, the Todd Herman Show Substack. And do you want me to read part of it? This is for kids. This is in their library. And Bill Crystal says Donald Trump's the danger. And Liz Cheney, Liz Cheney says Donald Trump's the danger. And it's, it's we, we're just confused. Trump was the only person willing to take any of this stuff on. Ron DeSantis is doing it. I'm going to read part of this. And it is about 20 seconds. Please, please, if you have kids, please fast forward. I do this surely to tell you what was in the library for little kids. As we kissed, he began unzipping my pants. It was clear to me the moment at the moment that he wasn't new to this. He reached his hand down and pulled out my D-I-C-K. He quickly went to giving me blank. I just sat and enjoyed it as best I could and to tell he, to, could, I could tell he was too. He, was also de- he also definitely expressed in what he was doing because he went to work quite confidently, or experience. He went to work quite confidently. I can't continue. It sickens me. Sickens me. And then this this older man teaches the young boy how to sexually service him. And listen to the institutions. That's important. Listen to the institutions. That's that's to keep kids who are same-sex attracted safe. Listen to the institutions. Parents who don't want that in the schools are banning books. Never mind that that's not actually banned. A parent or a school board saying, no, we're not going to have uh, literature in in, in schools that teach pedophilia as sexually attractive. That's not banning a book. That's determining which books go in a library. Banning a book is when the government or its agents get together and eliminate a book from society or outlaw having it. That's a ban. That's what Twitter and Facebook do to people like me. This was all promised as part of harm reduction. And it continues to be promised as harm reduction. And guess what's happening? Nothing. This was about keeping same-sex attracted kids from committing suicide. Guess what's happened? Nothing. Same level. This was about keeping them from being depressed and anxious to broadcast this stuff for other kids. Guess what's happened? Nothing. They're just as anxious. There's a link in the show sheet to an article in the Federalist that shows that all of the promises of this stuff helping kids is just that. It's promises, but they never deliver. They can't. The Seattle disease is being spread through the very institutions that Bill Crystal is defined by. That to provide him his sense of comfort and his sense of self, those very institutions are spreading the disease around the country. We can go through some other quick ones. Facebook has removed libs of TikTok. What was libs of TikTok doing? What ultimately got them removed? Want to know? Playing videos from Boston's Children's Hospital. They didn't comment. They didn't editorialize. You've heard some of them on this program talking about hysterectomies for so-called trans people which don't exist. They simply took the videos that Boston's Children's Hospital had wanted people to see and they showed them and Libs of TikTok is stricken from Facebook. So back to Bill Crystal. Is that, is that the pro-truth part of this party you identified that's doing this? Is that the pro-democracy part? Is that the norms of a liberal society? Here's another. In the Salman Rushdie case, it's very compared to J.K. Rowling. How? They're both being targeted for their speech. J.K. Rowling says women are women. There are threats constantly to murder her. Salman Rushdie simply wrote an incredible... Have you read the Satanic Verses? Have you read it? 
It's a joke. I mean, maybe I am simply not smart enough to get it, but it was one of the toughest books to get through. I couldn't figure out if it was supposed to be satire. Um, I couldn't figure out if it was supposed to be comedy. I, I, I read the entire book. I read it again. I tried my very best to understand it. I, to, to the life of me, I can't even remember the narrative. I've read it two times. He's attacked. And where? In the United States. By whom? An activist acting apparently on behalf of the country of Iran. But wait, wait, that would mean that the institutions had fallen down on the job. That would mean that Bill Crystal's robust and, and important institutions had fallen down on the job. That would mean that Trump was right about that. Here's where it comes down. It's like the kids when they figure it out. Have you seen a kid figure it out? I have. Figure out what? That their parents enjoyed hurting them. The the, the, the parents were bad people. I've been there. I watched it. And the kid who figured it out in this session we were in said, I wish I'd never figured this out. Everything we've talked about, I'll get to that story. Everything we've talked about, everything we talked about is fixable. I'm the Lord, your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. Not human achievement, not the stock price of your Seattle company, not the amusement of living in the beautiful, beautiful cities, not your institutions, not your beautiful FBI building. No gods before me, said the only God through Moses in Deuteronomy. How does it fix things? If you worship the only God and you put him at the center, Bill Crystal cannot think of himself as a child of DC. Liz Cheney cannot think of herself as the single, the single method to stop evil because she sees Donald Trump as uniquely evil. You should not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or the earth or beneath the waters below. You shall not bow down or worship them. Back to the idols. The idol of hapless compassion. You have churches that worship same-sex attraction before God Almighty. They are founded as same-sex attraction-based churches. That that's what they worship. Oh, sure, they mentioned the Lord Jesus. But they worship same-sex attraction. And they run wild in cities like I'm describing. You should not use misuse the name of your Lord, of the Lord your God. And we can continue through these. The simple ones, the easy ones. You should not murder. You should not commit adultery. You should not steal. You should not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not cover your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant. You shall not covet. This party that Bill Crystal is telling us is the easy choice. That party has created coveting as achievement, as virtue. The IRS is a coveting engine, taking from some, giving to others. Hunter Biden is a thief on a massive basis. Joe Biden simply takes the money, 10% of it. Bill Crystal can't see these things. I'm going to change the name because I have to. 
out of a sense of decency. I went through a program to help parents and families deal with tough mental health situations. And I got this little certificate. And so I'm certified. I can help families. Big deal. In one of the sessions we got to observe, now I wasn't sitting there live. I got to watch this, um, but man, it was harrowing. And it was a young woman. I'll use the name Tiffany. And she was in a session with a couple of therapists who were helping her dig through childhood stuff. And when I say young woman, I mean, she was like 17 years old. I didn't get her like her actual age, which is 17 or 18 years old. And they were going through some facts. So what they were doing was called fact checking, not like the, the so-called journalists do, but checking the facts. What are the facts? What actually in a non, in an, in a non-subjective sense, what happened to you? And so they just had her going through police reports. Now, this is several years removed from that home. She had gone to a safer home, which due to the glory of God was with a family member who actually loved her, actually protected her. It wasn't a stranger's home, although it was strange to move there. So she was actually now cared for several years removed from the abuse. When she was taken out of the house, she objected. She screamed, she ran, she kicked the officers. She didn't want to leave. And now for the first time in many years, she is confronted with the police reports. And she's reading about her 14 or 15 year old self having two front teeth knocked out recently. Just the stubs. She's reading about the sores all over her skin. She's reading about cigarette burns on her arms, legs, back, and buttocks. She sees pictures of herself. She reads another report. This is a witness statement from her mother saying that the girl was out of control. So, of course, they change her to her bed for a weekend. And she soiled herself, which was against the rules. So, of course, they beat her. And mind you, this girl didn't want to leave when CPS came. And as she read through these reports, now, these are things that happened. She fell into tears. And she said, my parents did this on purpose. My, my parents did this to me. And she looked up at the two therapists who were working with her. They hurt me on purpose. And she said, oh God, I wish I never knew this. And the female therapist said, Tiffany, help me understand that. She said, I've lost. I've lost the ability to fool myself into thinking, yeah, but they loved me. They didn't love me. I've never been loved. And that was what drove her into a fit of tears. I've never been loved. She had maintained that illusion all her life. Now, she was loved because they checked the facts of the new family. What are the facts? You're fed several times a day. You're embraced in loving fashion. You have not just a room, but a car you've earned through work. She checked the facts and she said, I'm loved. Okay, I'm loved. I mean, it was longer than that. Which brings me around to this statement from Neil Oliver. As we're thinking about the Bill Crystals of the world, and there's several people I'm thinking of in conservative media. And I'm going to pray for them. Because Neil Oliver is describing people with whom I used to work. It's hard to think the unthinkable. But there comes a time when there's nothing else for it. 
People raised to trust the powers that be, who have assumed, like I once did, that the state, regardless of its political flavour at any given moment, is essentially benevolent and well-meaning, will naturally try and keep that assumption of benevolence in mind when trying to make sense of what's going on around them. People like us, you and me, raised in the understanding that we are free, that we have inalienable rights, and that the institutions of this country have our best interests at heart, will tend to tie ourselves in knots rather than contemplate the idea those authorities might actually be working against us now. I took that thought of benevolent, well-meaning authority for granted for most of my life. God help me. Not to put too fine a point on it, I was as gullible as the next chump. A couple of years ago, however, I began to think the unthinkable. And with every passing day, it becomes more and more obvious to me that we are no longer being treated as individuals entitled to try and make the most of our lives, but as a barn full of battery hens, just another product to be bought and sold, sold down the river. Bill Crystal and the other people I'm thinking of. They're not losing institutions, they're losing homes. They're being tossed out into the cold, mentally speaking. We're called to pray for them. And you know what? I have utterly failed on that front. Utterly failed. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And yes, let us pray for our lost ones who cannot see the evil ruin being pushed down upon this world by people utterly captured by the enemy.